Welcome to Call It In with Dar, a podcast for women seeking more depth and meaning in their lives, more happiness, more healthiness, more abundance, more peacefulness, and more overall fulfillment. Each episode provides practical, actionable takeaways in mindset, soul set, and heart set living. To celebrate our one year anniversary, we are proud to present the Light Leader Series. Comprised of over a dozen experts from all over the world. I'm Dar, and I can't wait to share them all with you on Call It In with Dar. Have you been enjoying the Light Leader series? I know that I sure have. It has been a wonderful way to connect with spiritually centered women from all over the world speaking their personal truths. Today's guests helping me to celebrate our one-year podcast anniversary are Kirsten Hodgins, Terry Koslowski, and Susan Ordolano. In Kirsten's selection entitled Empath Empowerment, Kirsten leads you on a self-discovery journey to unveil the true powers of your empathic natures. Through the process of guided inquiry, you will explore your hidden limiting beliefs to up-level your sense of self-love and shine your own personal healing light out into the world. Welcome, Kirsten Hodgins. Hi, Darla. I am so honored to be here today on Call It In with Dar. I'm Kirsten Hodgins. I'm a psychic medium, spiritual teacher, awakening and empowerment mentor. My mission, I support spiritually minded souls, give themselves permission to validate and honor their sacred self, to articulate their boundaries, needs and values with love, shift their perceptions to experience their wholeness and know they are not broken or need fixing. So here's a brief background. I was raised on a farm in a large family due to dysfunctional family dynamics and sibling rivalry. I moved out when I was 16 years young. I never felt that I fit in or was seen or heard. I was the sensitive one, the shy introvert. I absorbed everyone's pain. So leaving home so young, it was a mixed blessing. But it was also the catapult I needed to get me started on my self-healing journey. So over several decades and many mentors, I discovered my values, resilience, determination to overcome a sense of lack, self-worth, and I learned how to harness my empathic natures as a healing skill for others. Today, I want to share with you big-hearted, sensitive empaths, three profound soul tools that profoundly helped me to heal the sense of lack and unworthiness within myself. I learned to establish loving boundaries with compassion. I began tuning into my inner being, my soul, in connection with the higher consciousness. And because of this healing journey, I developed the increased ability to sense and discern divine guidance for myself and others as a light worker and spiritual teacher. So here is soul tool number one. 
So how you see yourself is how you perceive the world. Your experiences are stories you associate with based on your beliefs of who you think you are. So if you struggle with playing small, you shy away from your dreams, or you're shielding yourself from certain people or environments, this is a definite sign you are not standing tall in your essence. So knowing who you truly are at the soul level, my biggest tip is for you to start exploring what is keeping you suppressed, stuck, or blocked in your life. Your heart will know when you close your eyes and you ask yourself, join me now, ask yourself where in my life Am I feeling small and holding myself back? And from what soars in my heart? You know, pause the recording if you need to and journal this. Soul tool number two, soul communication. Become conscious of how your inner being speaks to you. Are you muting your emotions to survive through your day in your life? Are you able to articulate your feelings and know what is yours and what is projected on you from others I believe our soul the light within us is trying to lead us all along we often experience emotions the contrast between our likes and our dislikes through emotions of stress worry sadness or even hopelessness so we buy into the current circumstances if they have power over us but the truth is that all of our unwanted experiences are signposts trying to lead us towards the path to grow, evolve, and wake up our life purpose. Our emotions speak to us. Instead of muting them, experience them as information, and you will begin to articulate your emotions with ease. Join me now. Close your eyes and take a moment to ask yourself now, where in my life do I experience my most stress and fear around? Make a list and realize that it's the first step towards experiencing your healing journey. When we heal ourselves, we begin to transparently see into others' false sense of illusion and that no longer affect us. We are less pulled into the needs of others. That's the blessing and that's why empaths are capable of being such powerful lightworkers in this world. And this brings us to our last soul tool. Soul tool number three, healthy boundaries. So one of the most empowering and liberating skill I've learned in life is to unveil the hidden belief that I needed to show up in my relationships in such a way to be worthy or worry about what people think of me and who I am. Those beliefs took me down the path of unhealthy relationships as a people pleaser. However, the more I learned to detach from the needs of others, I recognized where I was sacrificing my needs and values to fit in. I was no longer riddled with guilt or shame if I didn't show up the way people needed me to. So liberating myself from toxic relationships because I learned the art of lovingly speaking up, expressing my needs and boundaries. So close your eyes now and ask yourself honestly these three questions. One, where in my life am I sacrificing my values? Two, where do I want more peace in my relationships? And finally, three, are there any relationships that trigger me, cause me to feel out of alignment with myself, judgment, or a sense of guilt and shame? The biggest gift when you begin to honor yourself and stop sacrificing your needs, wants, and values is self-love and an increased sense of self-worth. So how does this translate into being a light in the world? 
It's the awakening and empowerment journey that you give yourself that allows you to up-level your sense of self-worth as we project those states into life, into the people in it. That's the light that we shine from within that can affect and influence others to heal as well. Again, this is Kirsten Hodgins. I'm a psychic medium and awakening and empowerment mentor. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure to share my wisdom and experiences with you all. Blessings. Thanks, Kirsten. Yes, we are not broken. And therefore, we don't need fixing. We can certainly benefit from the three tools you provided to know who we truly are, to recognize where we are playing small. Secondly, soul communication. What we see is our personal truth and what causes stress. And tool number three, healthy boundaries. Thank you, Kirsten. Speaking of boundaries, our next guest is Terry Koslowski, speaking about why boundaries are important, why they can be difficult to put into place, but that the benefits are wonderful for having them. So definitely worth the effort. Welcome, Terry. Hello, my name is Terry Koslowski. I'm a Native American certified life coach, blogger, author of Raven Transcending Fear, and the founder of Soul Solutions. I specialize in empowering women by teaching them to set personal boundaries, reframe the stories they tell themselves, overcome their fears, and push past limiting beliefs. Part memoir, part self-help guide, my book is a raw personal story of diving deep into childhood trauma, dealing with the terror before ultimately getting comfortable with fear, and transcending it. On my successful podcast and YouTube channel, Soul Solutions, I delve into the soul and offer bite-sized takeaways for controlling our egos and emotions. I hold a BS in social sciences. I have written for Thrive Global and Medium. I have appeared on over 35 podcasts and have spoken to groups from 5 to 600. Today, I want to share with you why personal boundaries are important. Personal boundaries are the guidelines, rules, or limits you create to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for other people to behave towards you. It's about how you respond when someone steps over those boundaries and the consequences of their actions you impose. You build these boundaries out of a mix of conclusions, beliefs, opinions, attitudes, and experiences in dealing with others. Even if you don't know what a personal boundary is, you know what it feels like when someone crosses the line. For example, when that girlfriend teases you about when you were stood up on a blind date, you try to laugh it off instead of sticking up for yourself and telling her the comment hurt your feelings. As a result, you feel betrayed or let down when a personal boundary is crossed. Why is it important to set boundaries? Personal boundaries are vital for you to thrive and be in healthy relationships. Having them in place allows you to communicate your needs and desires clearly and succinctly without fear of repercussion. It's used to set limits so others don't take advantage of you, and it's a way for you to practice self-care. You don't want to feel mistreated by others. You don't want to give up your power to others. So why don't you set personal boundaries? Because setting personal boundaries is hard. 
The guilt you feel is self-imposed based on fear. If you don't help, you won't be liked or someone will abandon you. This fear is the ego trying to keep you from possibly feeling bad in the future. But it's a lie. If a person doesn't like you for not helping them, they weren't your friend. You believing setting boundaries may jeopardize the relationship, so you aren't assertive in what is acceptable behavior. Boundaries aren't meant to punish others. They are for your well-being and protection. Sometimes you haven't learned how to have healthy boundaries because you don't know what your limits are or because boundaries need to be rigid and there is no flexibility, which isn't the case. No is a complete sentence. I was a people pleaser for years because I thought to have friends, I needed to keep them happy, despite the harm it was doing to me. But unfortunately, we all do it. We need to forgive ourselves and learn to say no forcefully. When you say yes to something you don't want to do the task, you feel resentment, bitterness towards the requester, and anger at yourself for doing a job you don't want to do. So learn to say no, so that when you say yes, there is no resentment. What are the positive outcomes of setting healthy boundaries? When you set healthy personal boundaries, your relationships improve because you're better able to communicate with others. You can clearly state what you want and what you don't want. When you feel that you have more fulfilling relationships, you also feel more stability and control over your life. Being assertive about what you need is not being unkind. You can always stand up for yourself without hurting others. Using the words I need or I feel and not trying to point the fingers at others allows us to be assertive without offending someone. Self-awareness and learning to be confident are the first steps in setting personal boundaries. It's self-care each time you say no because you are saying yes to yourself. It builds your self-esteem and self-concept to know that you are not being taken advantage of by others. To support you in setting personal boundaries, I have a cheat sheet I want you to have, which will help you understand personal boundaries better. The link is in the show notes. If you want to see how I learned to set personal boundaries, you can do so by reading my book, Raven Transcending Fear, available on Amazon, or you can go to raventranscendingfear.com. You can also reach out to me at terrykozlowski.com. Thank you for listening, and I wish you healthy, happy relationships through boundary setting. Thanks so much, Terry, for your insights. And I would like to encourage our listeners to purchase Terry's book, Raven Transcending Fear, and also to listen to her podcast, Soul Solutions. Thanks, Terry, for reminding us that setting personal boundaries is an important part of self care, and also that no is a complete sentence. Our final guest today is Susan Ordolano, speaking about the love trap, where she addresses how soul-centered, spiritual-minded women are unique when it comes to romantic partnerships. She shares with us the dominant love trap archetype that some can fall into and what to do to overcome it. Hey, it's Susan Ortolano here, intuitive life and relationship coach. And I teach soul-centered, spiritually minded and sensitive women how to attract 
the great conscious love of their life. I also work with couples to help them thrive in a conscious relationship or marriage. Well, today I'm going to pick on the ladies a little bit, because if you're a soul-centered woman, if you're a spiritually minded woman, if you're a sensitive woman, you may be falling into what I call the dominant love trap archetypes. It happens with more soul-centered women, whether they're single or in a relationship, and they're just tendencies that these women tend to fall into. It is the very nature of being soul-centered and spiritually minded to want to see the best in everybody, to want to help, to want to give, to want to bring light wherever there is suffering, and to want to lift up where potential is seen but not realized. What's beautiful about that is that it, it does bring light to the world. It does uplift people. It does help others. But in the area of romantic partnership, it can go in the wrong direction and become what I call a love trap archetype. And what happens is it prevents women, really good soul-centered women from attracting the right conscious partner. And it really can prevent a relationship from lasting a lifetime or being the conscious relationship desired. So I'm going to share one example out of 10 of a love trap archetype, and then I will let you know where you can find out about yours. Now, the one I'm going to share, do not feel bad if you resonate with this, because again, this is a tendency and this is something that can be transcended. This one is called the fixer. And the fixer attracts people with potential in romantic partnership to the fixer, it feels like, oh my gosh, this is a fixer upper. I can bring out the best in this person. I can really help them reach their potential. And the fixer thinks that their loving energy, their compassion, their ideas, their light can bring out the best in somebody. And often in the world, that is true. But in romantic partnerships, seeing somebody with potential and somebody with possibility is often like seeing them as less than. And often the other person, as you're trying to upgrade them, will feel small, feel devalued, feel like they are less than because that's the energy that's coming forward. And you're not getting paid to teach anybody how to realize their potential. You're not getting paid to upgrade and your energy is going to get drained. So then this relationship is going to kind of get crosswired and not go the distance. What the fixer is really looking for is equality, a real partnership where there's a balance and somebody that is not interested in playing traditional roles where anybody feels less than at all just somebody to really share with who feels aligned and has a really good masculine feminine balance. So this is just an example of the fixer. And it's not even all the information about the fixer. If you want more information, if you're resonating with that, or if you know that you're falling into some love trap archetype and you want to find out what your dominant archetype is, you can go to susanortolano.com. There is an assessment on the homepage that you can take. You can discover what yours is. If you're having challenges in relationship or you're having challenges attracting the right person and you know you're a soul-centered woman, you're a woman of light, then this is information you really need to know so that you can attract the right person, you can thrive 
with the right person and have the most amazing, most sacred conscious relationship that lasts a lifetime. So SusanOrtolano.com. And if you want to take a deeper dive, you can reach out to me and we'll see if I can help you get there. So cheers to love. Thanks, Susan. So many of us want to help, give, think the best of everyone, bring their light to others. We might also tend to be a fixer, one of the 10 archetypes. Thanks for the reminder that balance is what our ultimate goal is in a relationship. I am sure that many of our listeners will take the quiz that you are offering. And yes, Susan, cheers to love. As we conclude this episode, I would like to remind everyone to explore the awesome gifts that our guests have provided for you on the show notes page at callitinpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your wisdom and insights, Kirsten, Terry, and Susan. I so appreciate having you all here to celebrate our one-year anniversary with this Light Leader Special in Call It In with Dar. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Call It In with Dar. I hope that you are enjoying this Light Leader series as much as I am. Please don't hesitate to connect with our speakers to learn more about them and to take advantage of the generous gifts that they've created just for you and the one-year anniversary of Call It In with Dar. Thanks for listening.